Kelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Skelly, you know, was the originator of tailor-made gasoline and motor oil. The famous Skelly Aeromax gasoline and Skelly Tagoline motor oil. Tailor-made for your weather. But first, tell me this. How many of you fellows and girls stopped at your Skelly service station this weekend to get your free picture of Captain Midnight and his two young friends, Chuck and Patsy? Well, if you haven't got yours yet, let me urge you to get one from your skelly man the next time you're out in the family car. Because, look, there aren't, these aren't any ordinary pictures, you know. You can't even buy pictures like this anywhere in the world. But you can get them free at your skelly service station if you're a member of the 1940 Flight Patrol. And say what's more, this picture is autographed to you by all three of these famous members of your own big radio club. Captain Midnight, Chuck Ramsey, and Patsy Donovan. They're all dressed in their flying suits and helmets in the picture, too. And they're standing right beside Captain Midnight's sleek monoplane. Boy, oh boy, will you be proud to show this swell picture to all your friends. You'll pin it up on the wall of your room, too, I'll bet. And you'll think more of it than almost any picture you ever own. But look, did you know this? You don't have to spend a single penny to get this marvelous picture of Captain Midnight and his two young friends. No, sir. Not even a penny for a stamp. You don't need any seals or labels or box tops or anything like that either. All you do is show your skelly man your flight patrol membership card. And he'll give you one of these 12 pictures absolutely free right then and there. Just stop at your skelly service station the next time you're out driving with mother or dad. Now, if you're not a member of the 1940 Flight Patrol, your skelly man will tell you how to join. And that's free, too. Why, you even get a free Flight Patrol medal of membership that spins. But above all, you'll want your swell new picture of Captain Midnight and those two grand youngsters, Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan. So remember, to get your own free copy of this marvelous picture, ask mother or dad to stop in at your skelly service station the next time you're driving by. Show your Skelly Man your Flight Patrol membership card and get your very own autographed picture of Captain Midnight and his friends absolutely free. And now to Captain Midnight. Unless medical attention is obtained for Bud Conley, who is stricken with fever, Conley is liable to die. He, his chief, Major Barry Steele, and Captain Midnight's party are far from civilization in old Mexico. The clearing where Captain Midnight landed his plane is so small that a takeoff from it cannot be made except in one direction, and then after the wind shift. It is now early afternoon, and Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey are standing near their plane on the edge of the field talking things over. Let's listen as Captain Midnight says. No, Chuck, no, there hasn't been any change in the wind at all. If anything, it's stronger. Oh, gosh. I was sure hoping that wind would shift. Now there doesn't seem to be any chance. I'm afraid not. Sky is clear. Certainly looks as if conditions are going to stay as they are indefinitely. From what Maud Donovan says, I guess Bud Conley must be pretty sick. She didn't say in so many words, but I don't think she believes there's a chance for him. We can't get him out of here right away. Gee, isn't there something we can do? Something we haven't thought of before? I don't know what it'd be, Chuck. 
Of course, we might have overlooked something. You radioed a code message about Ivan Chalk's plane, didn't you? Yes, Chuck, I did. And at the same time, I sent a message telling them about our situation here. And there's nothing more I could say. They could drop provisions for us. Sure. That wouldn't help Bud Conley. Well, they could drop medicine for him. Well, they could do that, too. That isn't getting him to a hospital, and that's what he needs. It wouldn't do any good for anyone to land here. They'd be in just as bad a fix as we are, unable to fly out again. Has Conley got a family? Yes. He's got a wife and four children. Gosh, Captain Midnight, that's terrible. We just can't let him die. Well, listen, Chuck. I've thought of one thing, but, well, it might take too much time. What is it, Captain Midnight? Now, look down the field here. You will probably be the one who has to take off. Now, the plane will be turned around with its tail right between these trees. The takeoff will be straight ahead toward the north. You see that, don't you? But I see those tall trees in the way. Yes, you're right. And that's the plan I had in mind. Well, gee, Captain Midnight, what about those trees? Now, look. Take a careful look, Chuck. And just try to imagine what it would be like if some of those trees weren't there. Why, if it weren't for three or four of those high trees, oh, there'd be a lot more room for a takeoff. Absolutely, Chuck. As a matter of fact, if just three of those trees were out of the way, it would make all the difference in the world. In fact, I think that you, weighing less than I, could take off with Bud Conley, even downwind, with those trees gone. I could do it. I'm sure I could. But how can we get rid of those three trees? Look how big they are. Yes, that's the whole trouble, Chuck. All we've got is a very small hatchet. It would take days to chop through those big trunks. And also, you wouldn't know which way they were going to fall. Well, I don't think that would make much difference. The wheels of the plane would be off the ground before you got that far. If those three trees were out of the way, we could get Conley out of here even if the wind doesn't change. But I'm afraid there's no way to get them down short of a tornado. Do you suppose there's anything else we could take out of the plane to make it lighter? Oh, no, no. We've done all we can. Anything else would weaken the structure. Yes, I guess you're right. But gosh, Captain Midnight, what are we going to do anyway? I mean, when we do get out. We can't stay here forever, even if we are too late to save Conley. Well, the first thing we've got to do, that is, after we get across the border from here, is to go back to Senor Paredes Hacienda for Pinky Drake and Slim Pool. Then put Pablo in that flying school... And then yes, we'll... but, but what about you? What's going to happen to you? I've still got that big job on my hands, Chuck. Ivan Shark? Yes. I don't know what the pursuit of Shark might lead to. It may take me around the world again before I'm through. But can't I come along? I've helped you before, well, at least a little bit. <laughs> you've no idea how much you've helped me. And it isn't just the actual help you've given either. It's the, well, the company, the companionship that has meant more than anything else to me. I'm glad to hear you say that. After all, I'm just a kid. I know I make a lot of mistakes, and I'm not, well, sort of a companion an older person would be. <laughs> I've come to rely on you so much that I wouldn't quite know what to do without you. And you've been just like a father to me. To be truthful, you've been more than a father to me. What do you mean, Jeff? Well, you know, it's like this. I don't know whether you've ever noticed it or not, but lots of kids never have any fun with their fathers. They, well, they respect them too much. Oh, gosh, I'm getting sort of all mixed up. <laughs> No, Chuck, no. You mean that lots of kids respect their fathers so much that they're afraid to have any fun with them? Well, that's it. That's it exactly. Mm -hmm. A kid looks up to his father so much that his father seems... Well, he seems too far away from him. Yes, I know only too well what you're talking about. Now, Chuck, I've seen hundreds of fathers and sons like that. And I've always said that if I had a son of my own, he certainly wouldn't be like that at all. You wouldn't be, and well, you haven't been with me. You, when you take me into your confidence, you let me know what you're thinking about, what you're trying to do... And I guess, well, I guess that lots of fathers don't do that. No, Chuck, they don't. That's where they make a big mistake. They gradually grow apart, and they finally live in different worlds. 
The boy doesn't know anything about his father's problems, and the father doesn't know anything about his son. Except when the boy does something wrong. And then he gets punished. Yes. And that tends to separate them farther than ever. Maybe... Well, maybe if the father and son were closer together, the son wouldn't do things that he'd have to be punished for. <laughs> you know, Chuck, you're getting to be quite a philosopher. Well, anyway, I'm glad you and I aren't that way. You know what my problems are, and I know what yours are. Yes. That brings me back to what started this discussion. It may be that much as we both would dislike it, it would be better if I would work alone for a while. But why? Honestly, I don't see why. Well, now, listen. You want to be a pilot, don't you, Chuck? Well, of course. I can fly some now. At least I can get a ship up and down. <laughs> don't say you can. Not of plenty tight spots, too. But merely being able to handle the controls of a ship it doesn't make a pilot. There, you're right. Merely being able to handle the controls of an airplane doesn't make a pilot. That's only a very small part of it. There are probably thousands of pilots who could take a big airliner up from the field, circle it, and then make a perfect landing. But do you suppose that same pilot could take that same airliner off, loaded with passengers, fly from one city to another 700 miles away through tough weather where he had to fly by instruments and radio and get his passengers there safely? There are probably less than one out of ten who could. Less than one out of ten? Percentage is much smaller than that. To be a perfectly competent airline pilot, it takes the ability to fly. That's elementary. Then, beyond that, it takes absolute presence of mind, quick thinking, and above all, the thing that's known as character. Character? I've heard that word a lot, and yet I don't think I know exactly what it means. Stability. The thing which can be relied upon. Reliability. I guess that's important in anything, not just airplane flying. You're right, Chuck. I rather think that reliability is the most important characteristic in the world. But to come back to what we were talking about, you spoke about a separation. And you asked me if I wanted to be a good pilot. Well, now, look here, Chuck. Going around with me, you learn a certain amount. That's true. But you don't learn as much, as thoroughly, as you would if you were going through the regular routine of a flying school. You mean you want me to go to a flying school? I think it would be an excellent thing for you. Oh, I'd see you often. During part of the year, your vacations, we could be together. And I'd test you out to see how much you've learned. Then when you get through, I'll put the finishing touches on you. Gee, and then what? <laughs> well, I don't know. I've got to stay in the flying business, I know that. There are plenty of opportunities for new airlines, Chuck. Yes, I might start one. You could be one of my pilots. I'll give you an interest in the business, and then when you get good enough, you could be chief pilot. Gosh, wouldn't that be swell? <laughs> you bet. <laughs> uh, yes, Chuck, that sounds pretty good. But then I guess we'd better quit daydreaming and get back to business here. Oh, just one thing more. Yeah? Patsy Donovan can be one of our stewardesses. <laughs> good. That's a foregone conclusion. And we'll get Steve Donovan and make a pilot out of him, too. And, uh, well, well, let's see. Are there any other members in the family? Well, there's Pinky and Slim. And what do we do with them? Oh, uh, yeah, Pinky and Slim. Say, I know. We'll have them ride back and forth on the line to amuse the passengers with their squabbles. Well, they sure <laughs> keep them amused all right. Oh, and don't forget, there's Pablo. He's almost one of the family now. Oh, sure. Well, we might have a branch going down here into Mexico. He could fly on that division. Oh, look. Hmm? Here comes our stewardess. <laughs> What in the world have you two been doing all this time? Well, to tell you the truth, Patsy, I think I've been doing a little daydreaming. Oh, so that's it. What about the wind? Is it just as strong as ever? Gosh, I'm afraid it is, Patsy. Yes, it is. Oh, uh, any change in Bud Connolly's condition? No, he's just about the same. Hmm. Well, I'm going back to talk to Major Steele. You better stay here, Chuck, and let me know if that wind changes. I'll stay, too, then, because Ma doesn't need me for a while. All right. You stay here with Chuck. I'll see you both after a while. Tell me the truth, Patsy. Is Mr. Conley worse? Yes, Chuck, I think he is. I can tell it by the way Ma acts. Oh, gee, Patsy, this is terrible. Mr. Conley's going to die of that fever if we don't fly him out of here. I... Say, what are you looking at? Quick, Chuck. Look over there. What is it? 
What are you looking at? I don't see anything. The top of that ridge on the right, Chuck. See? Floating up in the air. Why? It looks like smoke. Smoke? Blazing beacons, Patsy. It is smoke. Maybe this will show us a way out. Maybe it will mean help. Come on. Let's investigate. Well, can Patsy and Chuck be right? Is it really smoke they see at the top of the nearby ridge? Major Steele said he had explored the region and had found no sign of human habitation. What will Chuck and Patsy discover when they climb to the top of the ridge? Tune in to Captain Midnight. Say, uh, have you got a big brother or a big sister that's away at college? Well, if so, you know how college students like to have pictures of their friends all over the walls of their rooms, don't you? Well, look, they're not the only ones that can have pictures of their friends up in their rooms. No, sir. Because you can have a picture nobody else but members of the new 1940 Flight Patrol can even get hold of. A swell big picture of Captain Midnight standing in front of his speedy monoplane with Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan. It's a picture that anybody would be proud to own. And listen, it's free to members of the 1940 Flight Patrol. So remember, to get your free picture, this is all you do. Just stop by your Skelly service station the next time you're out riding with mother or dad. Show your Skelly man your flight patrol membership card, and he'll give you your very own autographed picture of Captain Midnight and his friends absolutely free. Now, don't forget, stop at your Skelly service station for your free picture tonight. And don't forget to listen Wednesday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you... Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Have Chuck and Patsy found a means of escape from the forest wilderness in old Mexico so that Bud Conley's life can still be saved? What does the smoke mean? Be sure to listen Wednesday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing! <laughs>